Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Acute Lymphoblastic leukemia is an acute form of leukemia, or cancer of the white blood cells, characterized by the overproduction and accumulation of cancerous, immature white blood cells known as lymphoblasts. It's common in childhood, with a peak incidence at 2 to 5 years of age, and another peak in old age. But as you get older, the chances of curing it diminish. Our guest today was diagnosed with leukemia three years ago, and he's here to tell his story. Joining us from sunny San Diego, California, is Gabriel Fish. Gabriel, thanks very much. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for having me. When you were diagnosed in March of 2014, how were you feeling prior to your diagnosis? Uh, I was very sick. I was tired. I was fatigued constantly. I could barely get out of bed, and um, I found out that I was bleeding uh, from my ears, from my nose, from uh, my anus, and um, I, I had no rhyme or reason why that was happening. And I knew that I was sick, and I needed to get to the doctor, and, and so I did. How long were you bleeding from your orifices? For almost two weeks. Two weeks. That must have been very concerning to you to know that, you know, what the heck's going on. Absolutely. I don't really know why I waited that long. Um, maybe I didn't really want to know that I was <laughs> that sick. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I uh, thought that it was going to go away because um, I've never been sick in my life prior to that. How old were you at the time, Gabriel? Uh, 39. Uh, excuse me, 38. Uh, two weeks before my 39th birthday. Two weeks before your 39th birthday. So tell yeah, me, correct. you go to the doctor, and uh, what does the doctor tell you? I go to the emergency room, and they had taken um, uh, labs of my blood, and they found out that my white blood count was through the roof, and my platelets were extremely low. I believe they were at 9,000. Um, which is very, very low, where your platelets are supposed to be uh, between 150 to 450,000 in a healthy person, depending on your state. So I was very, very sick. So that's 150,000 to 400,000 for the average person, depending on their health. And yours were where? At 9,000? And I believe at 9,000, if I'm not mistaken. So I was, I was, I was very ill at the time, and I remember the emergency room doctor telling me that I need to spend the night there, and I, d- I didn't understand why. I just thought that maybe you know I had some type of sickness. I was going to take some medication and go home, um, and they put me in a room uh, with me and my fiance, and a few hours later they diagnosed me with uh, ALL leukemia. How did the diagnosis impact you emotionally when they told you you had leukemia? Wow. Um, 
I was I was taken like anybody else. I was um, sad. I was depressed, angry, uh, confused, and uh, and anxious. I the last thing in, in on earth I thought I was going to have was cancer, and uh, so it was kind of scary for me. It was scary for my family, and um, at that time, my fiance, um, her nephew uh, Christian, was also battling cancer. So it was a really difficult time in our family and both of our families at the same time. So, yeah, it it was definitely a a crazy time for us. One of the reasons I always ask people that question is because I can't imagine, Corey, I mean, you've been diagnosed with cancer. What it does to you emotionally when the doctor says you've got cancer? And, I mean, it, it just yeah. would send shockwaves through you. It is. I think you sit there stunned. And uh, I, I think you go through the whole seven stages, denial, anger, you know, um, making deals with God or whoever, you know. <laughs> it, it's surreal. It's, it, it, sometimes people who are diagnosed with cancer don't even have symptoms. You know, they're not even feeling sick. And I think that makes it even more surreal. Yeah, it sounds like that's exactly what you went through, isn't it, Gabriel? Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. And um, like Corey said, there's many different phases that you go through. Um, you know, you start crying and, and you're freaking out and then you're asking why me and, you know, you're trying to find comfort and solace in your family and um, and really trying to find a rhyme or reason why it happened to you. And um, unfortunately, there is none. And it just happens, you know, it, it wasn't, I was abusing my body in some certain capacity where I got cancer. It just happens. So I, I get it, I guess getting your head wrapped around that concept was a little bit hard for me in the beginning, but after I did, I basically buckled in and, uh, I started fighting and that's where the oil and, and my family also took, uh, basically helped me a lot. What did the doctors way. tell you about, uh, treatment? They told me after a few days of being diagnosed that, I ha- that I'm actually pH positive, uh, which means that the Philadelphia chromosome um, is mutated, and I would have a better chance of survival if I had a transplant, bone marrow stem cell transplant. So um, they put me right away um, through the Be The Match Foundation, and they found 16 matches for me, which was outstanding. That's impressive. And- Yes, and um, actually, they tried to get my sister as a match, um, my sister Leo, but it turned out that she was only a 9 out of 10 match. And because of my situation, the doctors preferred a 10 out of 10. So they put me through the uh, Be The Match program, or foundation, rather, and found a match for me. Um, Four months later in July, I received my new cells, and um, I was doing good for a little while. Gabriel, um, to, to interrupt, it, in this four months that you're waiting for uh-huh. the bone marrow thing, what's going on? Are they doing any chemo? How are you feeling? How are you getting? How are you doing day to day? Okay, let me back up a little bit. Um, so, the second day after I was diagnosed, um, my fiance told me, Linda, that you need to start this cannabis oil. Without hesitation, I, I gladly did it, and I immediately went on the oil. And I was also doing chemo, um, IV chemo that I was uh, taking in in the hospital. Uh, with the combination of those two, uh, 42 days later after being diagnosed, I went into what they call a soft remission. 
and I stayed, uh, I guess, cancer-free, if you will, until my transplant. What's uh, a, what's a soft remission for people who don't know? Um, soft remission is basically when you, after getting diagnosed, you go into a remission, but it's not considered foolproof. Um, unfortunately, with ALL, it's a very persistent cancer, and it likes to continuously come back. It's got to be treated very aggressively um, with uh, TKIs, anti-inhibitors, and other types of chemo. And, um, and yeah, so I basically um, I did a combination of chemo and, uh, and, and, CB, and cannabis oil. And after 42 days later, I went into that remission and uh, stayed that way until my transplant, which was uh, four months later. Four months later, I went in for transplant, and I was still was taking my oil, even though I wasn't supposed to be taking anything, um, because you're in a very, um, you're in a room that's being watched with uh, uh, special filtration in the air systems. Um, everything has got to be super clean and sterilized, and they don't want you putting anything foreign in your body, including other medications or oils, for that matter. I went against the doctor's um, basically approval and went behind their back, and I was continuously taking the oil at the hospital. Were you doing it orally or I was taking it. I was taking it orally because uh, I was also having some um, swallowing issues during transplant, which is very common. So I was taking the oil, and they were having problems because during transplant, your counts are supposed to drop to almost nothing for them to give you your new cells. So they basically bring you to the verge of death. And then right when you're teetering right there at the verge of death, that's when they give you your new cells. And then they make you really, really sick. Um, so what happened was I was on the oil and I couldn't figure out why my counts weren't dropping so I can receive my new cells. Um, my fiance suggested that maybe I should go off the oil and my counts would drop. And I did. And literally, I think a day or two days later, my counts dropped and I was able to receive my new cells and actually get the transplant. So I was kind of blown away. And I attribute that to the oil because they said, you know, I'm a young guy. I don't know why this is happening. This is very unusual. So the only thing I can attribute that to is the oil. The oil was keeping me alive and it was fighting for me. And it didn't want my counts to drop. And um, it's a very powerful... uh, Magical plant. Your doctors must have been quite surprised that your count wasn't dropping. They were. They were. At any point, did you tell them what you were doing? No. No. I, I told them after, but not during. I had too much anxiety that uh, that they might stop the procedure or... Yeah. Or refuse to treat you is another thing that often happens. Right. Yeah. 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 So I, well, afterwards, when you told them what you were doing, what did they say? That it would probably wasn't the wisest thing. Um, <laughs> they were also scratching their heads a little bit, thinking that, well, maybe this uh, this oil was keeping him alive or preventing his counts from dropping. So it was a very interesting thing. You uh, go through the procedure. You have it done. Uh, did you start up the oil again? Um, after my, after my transplant, I would say about a month after it, I stopped taking the oil thinking I was cured, which was a very, very premature, silly thing to do. 
now I look back and I'm thinking about all the people that I know of today that are on maintenance CBD. It, it, it was really silly. And I actually relapsed in February of 2015. I started having pain in my testicles and I went back to my doctor and they had me ultrasounded and um, they found a tumor in my left and in my right testicle. Um, that day I went back home I went back on the oil immediately that night, and I started taking a gram per day. Now, obviously, dosage is different for every single person because we're all different, and I'm sure you guys can speak on hours about dosage. But um, I took a gram per day for 19 days. And did, on the 19th day, I'm sorry? I was just going to ask you, did you divide that gram up during the day, or were you taking it all at once? I took it all at once, one big yeah, it, it, it was uh, it was very intense. Um, so I, I took the whole gram at night, and then I uh, I went to bed and uh, and definitely slept for a very very long time. And um, on the nineteenth day, I went back to the doctor for an ultrasound at the hospital. They saw that there was no tumors. The both the left and the right tumor were gone, and the um, technician that was reading my results was completely blown away mm-hmm. um, because they were remembered me from a few weeks earlier coming in with two tumors and we began talking about the oil and um, they were completely blown away so I went back to my doctor and I said doctor look you know they didn't find the tumors you know what's going on I said I'm on this oil and I tried to explain it to them but they didn't want to they didn't really want to hear it and um, so since that day I have not strained away from taking the oil. I've been on it every single day. Uh, when I leave town, I try to make it um, make it possible so that I have the oil with me at all times, nice. yeah. wherever I go. So, just to be so, clear, when you when when this came back in your testicles, you had no chemo, no radiation. That is absolutely correct. Um, I did not have any chemo. That I wasn't taking any TKIs or any anti-inhibitors. I was just taking the oil. There was nothing else. That's why I am such a big advocate for CBD these days. That's why I try to tell as many people about this beautiful plant. That's why I am positive that it helped me and it can help so many more. Gabriel, um, you keep mentioning CBD. Did you I'm, take Did you take THC as well? Yes. yes okay, because we need to be really clear about that for listeners. You know, uh, it's my experience that CBD alone does not kill cancer. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. I, I'm sorry. I was using CBD as a... Yeah, just in a generic term. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Do you know, Gabriel, when you told me you had testicular cancer, I kind of tightened up in the nether regions. When you said yeah, that. yeah, he got this look on his face. I, which... Oh, my goodness, in both testicles. It was actually, to be technical, it was actually a very uh, rare case of leukemia. So actually the leukemia came back in the testicles. It wasn't testicular cancer. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, uh, yeah, um, I, I went back into the medical journals as well, and I couldn't find another case like it. And nor uh, did my doctors. Interesting. So it was uh, pretty unique. Interesting. And 19 days and you're clear like that. That's correct. So you must have uh, taken a gram at night. Uh, You must have had some interesting dreams. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> I would consider myself a lightweight on the, on the, on the spectrum, on the scale of, uh, psychoactive, uh, medication. Well, marijuana yeah. and can- cannabis as I like to, to call it. So I, I take my dose every night and it's, um, it, it can be pretty sedating. So a gram for me was, was quite overwhelming, but I knew that it was working and I felt that it was working and I felt that if I saturate my system with it, that it would help. And it did. How do you feel today overall? Your, how's your general health? Overall, my health is great. I feel so much better with my life in general. I'm so much more active than I was before. Um, after transplant, I still have fatigue and I still have tiredness. And, and I might have that for the rest of my life, but that was from transplant. But um, as far as illness, disease, evidence of inflammation in my body, that's all gone. Um, pain, um, I'm less anxious, I'm less depressed, I'm getting better sleep. Uh, my breathing function is, has improved as well, too. I was a smoker for many years, and then I was also diagnosed with uh, COPD. And after taking the oil for some time, I went back and did a PFT, a pulmonary function test. And my breathing function actually improved, which was mind-blowing as well, too, because your function is either supposed to stay the same or get worse, um, from my understanding. It, it's not it's supposed to improve. So um, I continue taking it, and um, and I believe in it wholeheartedly. You know, we've talked to a number of people who have had COPD, some uh, very, very seriously, and as a result of taking cannabis oil, they've turned their health around, haven't they, Corey? They yeah, just, yeah. Uh, Jeff Waters and Janice McKinn. Yeah, yes. In uh, southern U.S., yeah, it's uh, just remarkable what this plant can do. Gabriel, how much uh, oil are you taking these days? I am taking right now um, about two grains of rice. Okay, and this uh, is a—is this a high THC oil? It's, I believe it is because mm-hmm. it's it's pretty strong. Okay, I, I take that uh, nightly. Yes, um, I believe in it. I was taking a, a, a quite a bit more before when I was um, more ill, um, but at this point, it's just maintenance for me, and I consider myself a lifer. Well, I will continue to do this for the rest of my life. Take two grains of rice and a little bit of coconut oil to help deliver the oil. It's um, I'm sure you guys know it's the yeah. delivery mechanism um, to get into the lipids into the brain. And that's what I tell everybody else that that uh, talks to me about the oil as well, too, how important it is. And um, I have family members that also take the oil, my mom, um, who takes it uh, for her fibromyalgia and for her spinal stenosis, and she was in pain. And um, when she takes the oil, she's not in pain anymore, and she doesn't have to take pain medications, all those strong medications that have opiates in it she doesn't have to take sleeping medications because she's in so much pain that she needs sleep meds so yes um we do see the the great value in it Uh, my mom is also a big advocate as well too and she believes that uh, me her son was healed through cannabis oil and it's wonderful benefits so yes 
It's an interesting story that you tell about your mom because I ran into a, a woman at the uh, at the gym that I where I work out, and uh, she had a she was a runner, and she had this wrap around her knee, and she was telling me she doesn't run anymore because uh, she's hurt her knee. She and so we started talking about medications, and she doesn't take any medication. She says, with the exception of one, she says a sleeping pill. And so I said to her, I know what you should take instead of the sleeping pill. And she looked at me and she says, what, pot? (laughs) I said, "Uh, absolutely. Why don't you try it? And uh, she says, maybe I'll do that. But I think one of the problems that we have, and Gabriel, you can chime in on this, is that people, as soon as you mention pot, people just immediately assume that you smoke it and get high. high. Yes, it's, it's very true. My fiance and and myself um, have spoken to well over a few dozen people, families um, with cancers and other diseases as far as taking the oil. And the people that are a little bit older, your baby boomers, your seniors, they're they're more um, – there's a bad stigma with the whole cannabis. Uh, they feel that the whole stoner – uh, thing and you know if you if you take cannabis as medicine that means you're a stoner and they really don't understand fully understand the medication unfortunately so there's a lot of convincing a lot of explaining a lot of educating and empowering um, that I find um, and then there is some older people um, some seniors that that are willing to take it they're a little bit more open-minded um, if you will uh, which is great. Was your mother so, was your mother apprehensive about taking it initially? Yes, very much. Uh, this is a woman who who never uh, smoked cannabis. Uh, a woman who would drink half a glass of wine, and you know her face would turn red, and she would giggle and fall asleep. So <laughs> she she was not the person uh, for that. But um, I think she saw um, and witnessed my story, and and really did some research on her own, and and got online. And started watching some of uh, Rick Simpson's videos um, we were watching together. Uh, we started reading and trying to educate ourselves as much as we can on the oil. And uh, lo and behold, she was willing to take it. We're so happy she did. You know, it's great that your your girlfriend are, uh, already knew about cannabis oil when you were diagnosed. Yes. Instead of, you, yes. you know, we talked to so many people who didn't hear about it until after they their bodies had just been destroyed with chemo and radiation, et cetera, and they come in at the end of the game sort of thing. And Yes, I, I got very lucky. It's actually my fiance. Oh, she fiance, actually, okay. yeah, it's okay. She actually suggested it to me um, as soon as I got diagnosed. Her nephew, our nephew, um, was battling cancer at that time. Unfortunately, the oil was introduced to him very late in his journey, and he was already very close to um, the hospice stages when he started taking it, unfortunately. So uh, we wish that um, the story was different. We wish that uh, it was introduced to him sooner, and um, he would have had a, a better chance, hopefully. Do you think but, it made a difference to his quality of life at the end? Yes. Yeah. I hear that yeah. all the time in, in cases where we lose some be, somebody. In fact, without exception, every single time we've lost somebody, the family says what a difference the oil made to their quality of life. I think so. I think um, 
you know, when you're in those stages, I don't personally, you know, know what it feels like, but I know that there's a lot of euphoria and people are feeling when they're taking the oil and they don't have to experience the pain. So it's a nice way to transition in a respectful way, I'm trying to say. So, yes. With dignity. Right. Right. Thank you. Gabriel, do you only take the oil or do you have, uh, do you take edibles or vape at all? Oh, great question. Um, I do it all. I uh, take the oil every night um, because the oil for me is very sedating. So I take the oil at night and go to bed. But throughout the day, I try to stick with uh, sativas um, because they're more daytime. They give me more energy, more focus. So I stick with sativas during the day, except when I'm at work. And um, sometimes if I'm in pain or if it's late, I will take also some edibles as well, too. So, And I also um, smoke flour as well, too. Mm-hmm. So, Gabriel, do you feel that you're cured or are you ever cured of leukemia? Well, see, here's the tricky part about leukemia. Um, I was told uh, by my oncologist that in order to be cured, to use the, the good C word, if you will, um, is five years. You need to be five years cancer-free, no trace of cancer in your body for five years. So I said, great. I am actually two years today. Today I'm two years cancer-free. And I just need three more years to be called 100% cured. When you went in and your your uh, white count was down to 9,000 and you said healthy was 150,000 to 400,000, what is your count today? Do you know? That was, uh, we, we were, um, we were, you're talking about the platelets. Platelets, platelets I'm sorry, to, yeah. Yeah, at platelets, um, I took my platelets about a week ago. I was at 199,000, so I'm completely healthy. And my white blood count was 8.7, if I'm not mistaken. So that's, uh, you're supposed to be between 4 and 11. So that's perfect. Yeah, you're healthy. Yes, sir. You're, you're, you're rocking. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. So you owe your uh, fiance a, a debt of gratitude. She's a keeper. Yes. She's a keeper. She is, and she is. And uh, in September, we're going to make it official. <laughs> Good for you. No, that's, thank you. That, that thank is you. great. Yeah, and uh, what you can do is you can smoke a joint with your mother at your wedding. Yes, <laughs> she would love that. <laughs> yes, and, and give her a, a half a glass of wine and uh, watch her turn red. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. No, that's great. Do you enjoy talking to other people who have similar issues that you had? and uh, telling them about cannabis oil? Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Uh, and in an underground sense, um, a lot of people come to me and to my fiance, uh, Linda, because they know about our story. They know how much I post on social media about cannabis oil and the benefits of CBD and how it works for so many different uh, diseases and ailments. A lot of people do approach us, and we're very happy to to talk to them, to explain to them, um, to let them know about my journey and what I went through, uh, basically everything that I've been telling you guys today, and to let them know, yes, you know, there is other hope, and um, it won't affect your medication, 
and um, and I just explain to them the benefits, and I tell them, look, it, it, it can't harm. Whatever you're doing, it's only going to add. It's only going to be more beneficial to your health. I don't promise anything, but I just let them know, and I, I try to educate them as much as I can. I try to let them know as much knowledge as I know on the subject. You know, one of the things that is very, very powerful in educating people is telling stories like yours and Corey's and others. And that's when Corey and I decided to put this podcast together. We decided not to deal with the recreational side of of cannabis, not to deal with the business side of cannabis, even though we'd like sponsors and advertisers. But what we want to do is have people like you, Gabriel, tell your story and others tell their story on what their health situation was like prior to taking cannabis and what it was like after taking cannabis. And I think those stories are very impactful and they resonate with people. And I think those are the sorts of stories that will help educate others into looking at this plant as a medicine. Do you agree, Corey? I do agree. Because if you, you, know, did, and, if you and, didn't, we'd be in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I think even the people that are against it, when they start hearing these stories, I think it makes them, per- or I like to think, it makes them stop and think, say, maybe there is something to this. Maybe yeah. I should look into this. Absolutely. Gabriel, it was uh, great, great of you to do this. We very much appreciate it. And all the best to you and your fiance Linda, in the future. And it's great to hear that you're you're healthy. What more Thank can you. I say? <laughs> Thank you very much, Ian and Corey. I appreciate the time. And I appreciate you guys letting me share my story. Great. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. You know, there are a couple of ways you can thank us for bringing you these podcasts. The first way is you can go to the donate page and make a donation to Cannabis Health Radio. It'll show up in your credit card as CHR Podcast. That's one way you can do it. You can also go to our Facebook page and like us. We appreciate that. Uh, We have over 6,000 people who have liked the podcast in the last six months, like the Facebook page in the last six months. And you can also go on our Twitter account and uh, help support us that way. Uh, We very much appreciate it. Wherever you are in the world, once again, thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio Podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to PodConnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey friends, I'm Brandon and I'm Saba and we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout podcast, an educational platform to connect with the cannabis community and share personal stories while breaking the stigma of marijuana. Join us every Sunday at 7 p.m. to gain valuable insight with different perspectives from industry leaders, growers, and medical marijuana patients. This is a place to learn so much from different angles in the cannabis industry. So tune in while we break it all down.